Welcome everybody to the Friar Talk podcast. I am Matt. Um, we have Chase. We have Isaac. And today we're going to be talking about a couple deals that happened in the last week or so. Um, Joe Musgrove gets got, got traded to the Padres. And then Jerickson Profar got signed on a three-year $21 million deal. Also, the MLB decided no DH for the NL and no expanded playoffs. So we'll talk about how that affects the Padres as well. But let's start off with Isaac. Isaac, you want to go over the Joe Musgrove? Yeah, Joe Musgrove I like deal? it a lot. I mean, he he has double what Paddock throws, so that's an instant upgrade. He has a a fastball, slider, curveball, sinker, changeup, and a cutter. So that's definitely a lot of pitches that uh in his arsenal. And uh, he's only I think he's only twenty eight or so. Um, I don't know about his velocity or anything. I still got to check out his, his film, but I'm excited. We didn't really give up that much either, so uh, that's definitely a good. He's probably he'll probably be like fourth on the in the rotation now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so that that's perfect. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna excel with us. Nobody really excels with the pirates, so that's gonna be good for us. Hopefully he And he's home. He's from El Cajon, so it's it's always really good to have a hometown presence on your team. Oh yeah, and he was talking about that too, about how cool it was to be able to come back and try to win a World Series with the Padres after he had, you know, grown up going to the ball and whatnot. Also, I wanna bring up he's he is gonna be the fourth starter and that is just a really disgusting top four. And even in the five spot, you have Brian Weathers, Mackenzie Gore, Adrian Morahone, and of course, Chris Paddock vying for that spot. You have four guys vying for one spot. And those are all really high-level prospects. Like, they've all been top 100 prospects. Paddock was top 10. Mackenzie Gore is, what, two right now? Two or three? Um, yeah. Morahone has been top 50. And I think Ryan Weathers is, like, top 20. So that is just a bunch of talent right there. You basically have eight starting pitchers that are either proven or they are really, really like talented and, and they have a chance to be to be star pitchers. Um, and then that's not even counting Clev because he's not even here and he'll be back next year. And these guys will have control too. So I love the deal. I think that we'll, we'll get into it as well. Adam Wainwright just got offered a deal by the Padres too. So they're just going all in on having pitching and having guys that can eat innings. But Chase, are you are you feeling the same way just about this deal, about how it really makes the, the Padres starting rotation one of the best, if not the best in the league? Oh, absolutely. I think Joe Musgrove was a fantastic addition. I've been a fan of him. I've just been waiting for him to truly break out. And most pitchers, once they leave the Pirates, they do tend to break out. We had uh, Tyler Glass and I'll go to the Rays and become a monster. And then obviously Garrett Cole. Um to answer your question, Isaac, since you said you didn't know about his velocity, he sits between 92 and 93, and I believe he can reach upwards of 96 when he really gets it going. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And, you know, I believe Preller had said in an interview, I think it was either last month or a few weeks ago, is that the Padres might implement a six-man rotation. So you know what? That'd keep mm. Lamette healthy. It would give either more mm. Weathers or more to hone big league starting experience because he did say that these guys are starters. They're going to get starts. So you know what? I think the six-man rotation is going to come alive this year. And I like that idea too. I think a six-man rotation is really smart. Right before we we got on here, we were talking about Denilson Lamette and how he throws – what was the percentage of the sliders he throws? Fifty-three percent. Yeah, he just throws a ridiculous amount of sliders. He's had some elbow ish issues in the past, um, but having him healthy, having him there, 
to dominate in a postseason run because that's something we didn't have last year, and it was only a 60-game season. So you got to have just health along that staff. I know that there was a ranking. It was basically there was like a starting pitching ranking for everyone's like a top five, I think it was, and the were one of the based on how what kind of pitches they throw and stuff like that so you got to have these guys healthy and that's why i like the joe musgrove deal that's why i like just having as much starting pitching as possible and also the bullpen doesn't look that strong i think chase isaac would you guys agree that that's probably the weakest part of this club right now yeah yeah i was gonna say right now that uh I think we're gonna we're gonna need some bullpen pieces because with with Lamette and Darvish and some of these guys that have had prior injury concerns, you guys remember how last year we would constantly say like why are they only letting them throw eighty five pitches? Well, we're, I think I would say we're more concerned about that because it was only a sixty game season. We needed to get as many wins as we can. Whereas this year it's so you know it's a marathon. It's one hundred sixty two games. We hope and uh, you know. I think 85 pitches to begin the season for most of these guys would be perfect. Let the bullpen uh, put some work in. So that way we have these guys. Down Absolutely. The road. And so, I don't know. I like the deal a lot, um, but either of you guys, do you have anything you want to add about the starting pitching and the bullpen? I will say one thing. I don't think the bullpen is as much of a weakness that we're making it out to be. We're going to have a few guys come back in the off season. Hopefully Jose Castillo, gets away from his injury bug. We have Austin Adams. We still have Pagan and Drew Pomeranz. And then we have a couple other pitchers that are in the minors that have a shot at making these middle inning relief pitchers that, you know, they can throw a few innings. So as much as we're saying that the bullpen's the weakest part, it's no my by no means like truly weak. We probably just need one reliever away from probably being an elite bullpen. We got to bring back Rosenthal. I think so too. I also mm-hmm. saw a lot of stuff about them potentially wanting to move for some if it becomes an issue at the beginning or middle of the season, or even just you know bringing extra arms in in the middle of the year to make a, a run. But that makes a lot of sense too, because as we've seen, the farm it's stacked. It's still one of the best farms in the league, and we've acquired how many ar- how many arms have we acquired with trades? Is it three or four? Starting starting this off season. It's, well, it's four if you count if you count Clev, huh? Clev, yeah. If you count Clev, four, and then you also got like in the off in the middle of last season, we got like Taylor Williams and Austin Adams and those guys. But just starting pitching, yes. Now Clevenger, Musgrove, and yeah, uh, so you, Darvish. Prayed for all of those arms, and then you still have one of the best farms, and. It seems, I don't know, I'm pretty confident in Preller and the scouts being able to replenish the farm as well. So if you take some of these mid-level guys and not the super high-end guys, you can replace those middle-level guys. And we've seen that the putters are willing to spend a ton of money overseas. And you see a lot of the guys, I mean, we saw someone get signed from Korea. We've seen guys get signed from the Dominican Republic, Cuba, all, like all over the, the world, really. And so I, I just am really confident that they're able to replace that. So if they do... Like you said, Chase, you know, there's Jose Castillo, there's all those guys, and there's younger guys coming up too. If that doesn't work out and it's an issue, I think that we'd see them immediately make a move. I don't think they would wait. I think they would be totally willing to trade prospect for guys that have, I guess, longer control as well. 
because maybe that's one of the issues. They just don't want to really break off a relief pitcher after doing that with Drew Pomeranz, which I understand. I think, I think that's, I don't think it's a terrible move. I just think that there is somewhat of an issue in the bullpen. And, you know, Pagan, he was a solid player, but he wasn't that great last year. I think mm -hmm. we would agree. Um, and we know that some of the guys get a little inconsistent. And anytime you have Craig Stammen throwing in a major league baseball Thank game, you. anything can happen. So I was that's a little just scary. Thank you. I was going to say, man, if, if there's someone that's consistent <laughs> in our bullpen is Craig Stammen and allowing like three home runs a game. That it sucks. We've, we've showed our, our hatred, I guess, for Craig Stammen and Eric Cosmer <laughs> as well on this podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, we, we got Matt Strong. Oh, yeah. We saw I'm Matt right. Strong too. Okay, yeah. cool. I, I forgot about him too. I, I forgot about him. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Matt Strom's number, but he's one of those guys, one good year. And then he has a bad year that flops <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> yeah, and last gotta, year he had a sub three, you know, so it's uh, a little I'm bit concerning. Pretty scared, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so what about Jerickson Profar though? What do you guys think? He was at one point the number one prospect in the entire yeah. MLB, right? Yeah, so he was there. We saw him last year. I loved his knack to get on base. He walks a lot. Also, he has a nice swing. I, I don't know. That seems kind of random, and that's why he was a top prospect. But he hasn't really figured it out. Still, he's only 27 years old, and I think he's going to have a chance to win that left field job. Maybe not this year, but next year, definitely. I think he will probably be the left fielder next season, or he'll be a DH. But I think that he's just a guy that AJ Perla really likes and still believes in. Um, I know it's a little bit pricey, seven million a year, but I do like having him back. If you just said, "Hey, Jerickson Profar's back," I'd be pretty stoked. But then when you bring in the price, it's like, "Hey, that's a little much." But at the end of the day, I'm happy he's back. I think he's an exciting player. He was, he came up big in some games last year, and he was just always on base at the bottom of the order. And we saw Tatis drive him in so many times at the beginning of the year. So. I still like Jerickson. I don't think it's a terrible deal, but Chase, what do you think about this deal? Um, I think it was a solid addition. You know, get one extra bench bat if the DH doesn't come back this year, or you know, just a guy that can play almost any position that you need him to. Uh, he walks a lot. He's a base threat, which I love. I love when the Padres let their players run wild on the bases. So. Can't complain about this. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, oh, okay. Definitely, I agree. Um, I think uh, I think the most important thing for me with that profile signing is how versatile he is, how he can play so many different positions. Um, but Matt brought it up. I think he hit it, like, hit the jackpot. I, I, I had brought it up quite a bit, too. He's always on base, and that kind of presence at the bottom of the order with Tatis coming up, you know, Machado, Tatis, Grisham at the top of the order – it's just so important to have someone on because you we know that those guys could drive runners in whenever, you know, the opportunity is given. And uh, it is a little pricey at 7 mil, but there's also, you know, he can opt out anytime he wants, supposedly after any year. And uh, I was a pretty big fan of Profar throughout the year because at the beginning, I know he got slander because... He always got out, but he was hitting the ball hard, and it was just a matter of time until he started getting on, and it showed towards the later half of the year when it seemed like he was getting on all the time. So I'm excited for the signing. I think it's such a good signing. It felt, 
it kind of felt inevitable with how much Preller loves Brofar. So yeah, true. Yeah. It was like the the trade to get him. Like we always knew he was going to come to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Then he got here for sixty games, and it just it would be a little odd if he would just you know leave and go somewhere else after Preller's been chasing this dude like his entire career as a scout. It seems like because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> he's mm-hmm. always been after him. I feel like at least for like the last ten years, like definitely eight ten. I don't know, man. I I know that he's always been attached to that dude, so I I think it was inevitable as well. Um, but what about? Well, real quick, do you guys have anything else you want to add about Profar? No, I think we're good. Uh, it was yeah, great signing, I so I think so I'm, as well. So no DH, no expanded playoffs. We just talked. You just talked about the bottom of the order, Isaac. So mm. one of the one of the things that helped a lot was not having. Uh, a starting pitcher down there hitting at nine. And I I don't know why they didn't fix this. This is, I think it's almost like an issue now because we've seen, and I know that not everyone agrees with that. You know, some people like not having a DH in the national league. Oh, it's like a strategy thing. I just think wants to watch a pitcher hit. And it's really frustrating when you have like a pretty solid bottom part of the order, you know, like a guy like Will Myers hitting at six and then say he hits a leadoff double. The next two guys get out, but one of them advances him to third. And it's like, oh, look who's up, the starting <laughs> pitcher. I just hate that element of baseball. And especially last year, because that was the first year we saw it. We saw it with the DH in the NL. First year where I've really watched my team, you know, throughout the entire season have a DH. So that was that was something that was, I guess, my my first time really experiencing. And I loved it. I thought it was super big. Now, it does help that the Padres were just an exciting team. But you never had like, oh, the pitcher's coming up. Oh, no, they're going to have to take him out. Oh, but he's rolling. He's gone six innings, and it's been, you know, he's struck out nine, walked one, and there's only two hits, and he hasn't allowed a run. But now we have to take him out because we've only scored one time. Like that type of element. And I know it's a strategy thing, but I just I don't like it, and I do think it hurts the Padres a lot. Like you just brought up Jerks and Profile. We were just talking about him. He could have been the DH this coming year. And not having him in there, you know, at nine, it just – it's unfortunate, but I want to ask both you guys one thing before we talk about the expanded playoff part. Do you think the Padres have their pitcher hit at eight? Uh, I'm not sure. I was going to say that uh, the DH doesn't really affect the later half of the game because, you know, if it's like the seventh, eighth, or ninth, and the starting pitcher is still going, they'll probably get taken out anyway. But can you imagine, like, in the second or third inning we have bases loaded two outs and here comes Lamette or oh here comes paddock or something like that would suck we're just throwing up a prayer at that point and say two say we lose by one i think a dh would absolutely help because what if that dh brings in those two runs that that pitcher's probably not bringing in um but i don't know it's just really annoying that we don't have the dh and the pitcher batting eighth i've seen that strategy before i don't i haven't really really done enough research on that to really have an answer for it though i think it's just interesting if you have a guy like tatis hitting first which i'm guessing they do and if they don't then it's probably tommy fam hitting first and like if you just have a guy that's a strong hit like a really strong top of the lineup i do think it's worth at least thinking about but chase yes or no to pitcher hitting at eight. Oh, dude i love that if you didn't bring it up i was going to it's just you almost have like two leadoff guys when it hits the bottom of the lineup just right then because you can have your number nine hitter which normally would be pro far than either grisham fam or tatis with the one two three i love the pitcher hitting eighth 
Um, and I don't know if you knew this, Matt, but the whole reason that they disagreed with the DH and no expanded playoffs is that the players associate or the MLB was trying to make it a combined deal, and the players association didn't want that. I think the players association just wants the DH and no expanded playoffs. Wait, so they would? I mean, that makes sense because the expanded playoffs would probably need like some type of renegotiation with the salary. Like that's typically how it works. At least in the NFL, I know it's kind of like that. That's why you'll have like a lot of like salaries get adjusted and whatnot. I think that happened last offseason when they added the seventh seed. I want to say it did. Or like the players, like they changed their salary. Or maybe they had already like agreed on it where they, I think they make a percentage of what the league makes. And baseball is probably different in that way. That's probably why that didn't get worked out. But I feel like, especially like the players union, they want no DH because they don't want to see the pitchers getting hurt going up to bunt. <laughs> That's worst case scenario for any team. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, but what what about the expanded playoffs? I think it hurts the Padres because they're I mean, it's them and the Dodgers are the two teams that league that lead the league right now in expected war. And so if you're sitting at a as a wild card and you have to have a one game play in, that really sucks. Especially if you are, you know, the second best team in the league. That's that's the part I don't like. So even if they change Changed it from that one game playoff. I just don't like that. I I like the three game uh, series for everyone to start it off. Right. So what if they just changed that and just made the wild card? I like series I like three game series and then leave expanded playoffs out. The only reason I think the expanded playoffs got sent out is I don't think players want to risk injury with the extra games because 162 plus playoffs is already a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't. I like the expanded playoffs, but I mean, Chase has a point. 162 games is already a lot. Um, basically, I, I don't know who I was telling this, but, but basically, I expect one of the NL West teams to get the first seed. Then the other NL West team is going to play in the wild card. I would hope that they would win. Basically, in this scenario, it's almost a guarantee that the Dodgers and the Padres are going to see each other in in the NLDS again. Which, but uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I hope that they bring bring the three game series. To the Is there any card. discussion that about that? Because I feel like that hasn't even been mentioned. I don't think it has either. That'd be nice, though. They should. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. It, it's just like it's so. It's almost so random having like, all right, here it is, one game playoff, and it's like your pitcher has a bad game or someone has an error, and it's done. I mean, look what happened to Trent oh, when yeah, he's on the I Brewers. <laughs> They're like, hey, you made that error. We're trading your ass. <laughs> yeah, basically. That sucks. Yeah, that's, that's all I got today. Chase or Isaac, do you guys have anything else you want to discuss before we dip on out of here? Uh, no, I, th- I think I'm good. Um, I guess, hey, I think Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. But uh, that's about that, it. actually. I don't, yeah. I know I just, a lot of people don't like that. But, like, I don't know. It just feels weird that he's not in the Hall of Fame. It's right. That's really what it is. It's weird yeah. that nobody. There's a lot of guys that. It's weird that nobody got inducted this be. year. There were, yeah, that Rays sucks. And the BBWAA kind of let us all down. Andrew Jones deserves it. 
Clemens deserves it. Bonds deserve it. There's three guys right there. I, I don't know how no one got inducted this year. I live by Sammy Sosa deserves it. Oh, yeah, Sammy Sosa deserves it too. But you have four players right there that are willing of it, and you don't vote anyone in. That's unacceptable on their part. Yeah, that's just... I mean, yeah. everyone was taking steroids during that time, so I just, I don't know, man. Uh, it, even steroids are not 700-plus home runs with seven MVPs is is just, that's stupid crazy. That's so good. Exactly. Okay, that's what I think, too. Because I know, like, okay, they did do steroids. It's like, but literally, like, the entire league was doing steroids. Mm-hmm, and there's so exactly. many guys, like, for instance, Pete Rose's band, that's stupid, too. It just seems like so many guys are, like, shunned away from it. Absolutely. Pete Rose is one of the best hitters ever. Probably, mm-hmm. I mean, he had over, what, 4,000 hits? 4, and he's not in the Hall of Fame? Like, come on. Don't, don't, don't be ridiculous. 4,000 hits? That's just... That's Hall of Fame worthy and some. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, so... But that's all, I, that, that's all I got. needs to do better on that part. You guys are shaming Absolutely. baseball players and ripping their chances from being in the Hall of Fame that are deserving. So, before we leave, why is Clemens not in the Hall of Fame? Steroids. Beats me, dude. He took steroids? Okay. Yeah, he did. But even then, you know, like I said, everyone took steroids. I hate, I hate some Because what if, if A-Rod gets in, that would be... I mean, do you, I think bias. A-Rod's a Hall of Famer, but steroids might hold, hold him out. Yeah, exactly. If he gets in, dude, there's going to be so much controversy. Bro, there was already so much that controversy be because Ken Griffey Jr. was really the bad. first unanimous yeah. player. They oh my God. Mariano I... Rivera, a re- closer, a guy that pitches one inning, be the first unanimous Hall of Famer. Ken Griffey Jr. was, what, two votes off of it? Come on, do was, better. Yeah, dude. That's ridiculous. I cannot believe that. Yeah, that so, doesn't make any sense either. Someone held a grudge against one of the best baseball players ever. Maybe even okay, the well, best. Why is that? That one's just, it's pretty clear. Ken Griffey Jr., yeah, that guy's a Hall of Famer. No shit. Like, some of them are <laughs> obvious, you know? Oh, yeah, dude. Like, like, I just, I don't know. I don't like how I do that. How can someone look at Ken Griffey's stats and what he's done and say, you're not a Hall of Famer. Oh my God! Come on. What about Andrew what? Jones? Did he do steroids or no? No, he was just. I'm not... So why is he not in? He had a few couple rough last seasons, and he wasn't the best hitter. But I, I was reading something that said he's like the greatest fielder statistically of all time. And if you're the greatest something of all time in your position, you deserve it, <laughs> no matter yeah. what. Yeah, he's a ten, he's a ten-time Gold Glover. Like, come on, that's that's just crazy. That's ridiculous. That's like, uh, that's like yeah, Arenado dude, type. Like, that's type crazy, like that. and Arenado would probably be a Hall of Famer. He also but won he's probably a better hitter than Jones. Silver Slugger. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he had a year with fifty-one home runs and a hundred and twenty-eight RBIs. Dude, I just don't get. It. Like I said, man, the BBWA I don't understand. I feel like I don't. I don't know. I don't know how old these guys that are voting are, but uh, they need to get get the hell out. I could care less about Kurt Schilling, but all the rest of them deserve to be in. (laughs) I don't. I don't care either. But I. I was never a Kurt Schilling fan. I don't like that guy. 
I feel like Cooley. no one is. <laughs> yeah, no, everyone hates him, dude. Good job. You pitched on a. You pitched on what was it? A bloody. It was something with his ankle. ankle. Or, yeah. Like cool, man. That like great job, but I don't. I don't really care. You. I guess what he did on the field is worthy, but. He's just annoying. I don't. I don't like the guy. Yeah, I hate him. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's pretty much it today. Uh, we'll we'll talk to you guys soon, though. I think Chase Isaac, we were planning on doing the the prospect videos and or I guess audio. Um, but I'm excited to do that. I think that'll be really fun. Yeah, hopefully the, going through the top thirty prospects. Definitely. Probably yeah. split it up in two or three videos. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'll probably. Hopefully, be probably around, doesn't have uh, something up his sleeve. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It'll probably be around spring training because hopefully then the trades won't. There won't be any more trades that we all have to redo the list. So expect it around then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, watch. We're gonna do it, and then the next day, like. <laughs> Preller trades five guys in the top 30. <laughs> like, shit. Dude, we were going to do it, what, right before, like, the Snell and Darvish deal. We would have had to redo it. because Darvish was a... trade. No, yeah. dude, it was right before Snell, too. We were like, all right, we're going to record it this weekend. And then those two trades went, and there was 11 guys that would have just been gone off that list. <laughs> two completely mm-hmm. useless episodes. I'm Pretty sure that was one of the first things we said after that too. Like we would have wow, had to guys, been like would have been screwed. Ha- had to have uh, like been marketing to the other teams, you know. <laughs> hey, if you want to check out your prospect, listen to our top thirty prospect episode, and you'll find like four of your guys in there. <laughs> Seriously, definitely, dude. But yeah, I think that's gonna be it for today. So thanks everyone for listening. If you're on Apple, five star rating and review that'd be sweet. And uh, go Padres, everyone. Spring training's about to start. We got ne- like about a month. So super exciting time. But thanks, everyone, for listening.